It's the realest thing the WWE ever did. And it's also probably the worst. And this week, we're going to tell you all about it. I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. Well, hey everyone. <laughs> welcome to Behind the Gorilla. This is episode five. Wow. Or no, this is six. This yeah, is episode wasn't six. five last week? Man, we're really... Episode five was last week. This is, I think, the earliest we've ever recorded an episode. And I mean like... Oh, the, it is. In the a.m. Because normally we do it at 10 o'clock at night. And now it's about 10 o'clock in the morning. So That is true. It hopefully is different it timing. Hopefully it doesn't show. <laughs> I think it might already have, but you know... It might. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. That's we're fine. freewheeling here anyway. We're professionals. Anyway, so we appreciate all you guys that continue to listen to this show. And because uh, we have fun doing it, that's for sure. Done some good episodes so far, and I'm hoping that this one is uh, up to par with the other ones. So I do too. So I um, Harris, take it away. All right. So let me think about how I want to start this off. Um, you know, we we stuck a lot to uh, WCW in the past, just because we have. Except that last week was the first time we had right. some WWE stuff. In right. There. Which and you know it wasn't really intentional, but that's just when we right. think of the ridiculous stuff. But I was actually well, inspired. Well, well, this is what I was thinking. It's not yeah. just the ridiculous stuff. It's the ridiculous stuff that people are potentially a little less familiar with. Yeah, that's true. Because since that's WWE true. won and is still around, you constantly hear about WWE stuff from history. Yeah. So that that's kind of why I feel like we've ended up doing a lot more WCW stuff. I th- I wonder if too it's it has something to do with the fact that WCW doesn't exist anymore, and you yeah. look at every bad decision they've ever made. <laughs> like when you look at like the gobbledygooker, you're just like, oh, that was dumb. But there's yeah. no part of your brain that's like, did that destroy the company? Like, was that the beginning of the end? You know? Right. And you can conge- like obviously you know Dusty's gorilla didn't kill WCW, <laughs> but it's just you think about it more harshly when you know the company went down the toilet you know that's very true which i think is interesting but anyway no this week we're bringing it back into wwe and maybe we'll be here for a while and oh boy i think i'm setting the bar pretty high because I hope jim so. Cornette himself described this as the stupidest thing the wwf has ever done okay and that's good that's good that's saying that's quite a, a lot i was actually inspired by what you talked about last week and this is where i thought it might be going but um our story begins in 1998. It's the height of the Attitude Era. It is. There's a lot of great stuff going on. You got Austin, you got The Rock, you got The Undertaker, Triple H is coming up. And in the middle of all that, you know, you have this guy named Bradshaw. Bradshaw, as you know, would later become the man known as JBL. And he'd get of repackaged as John Bradshaw <laughs> Layfield, which <laughs> cracks me up to this day if you ever see him introduced on screen. This is. It sounds like somebody's making fun of him. I didn't know his history when I started watching wrestling, so it just sounds like he like threw somebody a water bottle one day, and they were like, "Oh, hey, good throw, Bradshaw," and that <laughs> stuck as his nickname. So I didn't realize for a long time that that was actually just his name for a while, because he was, you know, this real tough, like hard ass kind of guy. Oh yeah. Mostly because that was his personality. Well, he was also with 
Ron Simmons and the APA. Yeah, and that was yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of their whole exactly. That their was their whole, whole gimmick, gimmick yeah. and it still kind of is, you know. Whenever yeah, they get it is. Party it back is. Together. But so one day Bradshaw, believe it or not, is uh, is sitting backstage and he's talking about how he could beat anybody on the roster in a bar fight. Oh yeah, and that's saying a lot because you know this is you know this is a fairly stacked roster. I think. Again, I'm kind of biased because I've only been watching for a while. But, you know, you hear people talk about all the time. The roster WWE has now is stacked. Right. You know, oh, they yeah. have such a depth of wrestling talent. Like, it's amazing. For sure. And the cool thing about where we are now is they can integrate that into a lot of different kinds of platforming. Like, they hire a bunch of cruiserweights and put on something like the Cruiserweight Classic, which is a great tournament. Or the May Young Classic, which is another fun, like, network-exclusive tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1998, what they decided to do was... Vince Russo heard Bradshaw say, I bet I could beat anybody on the roster in a fight. And, you know, he was just running his mouth backstage. And Vince Russo said, okay, let's fight. And not only are we going to have you fight whoever you want to on the roster, and I think you know where this is going. Uh, I do. We're going to put it on television every week. (laughs) So we're going to have us a tough man tournament. And we're going to call it the Brawl for All. Oh, yes. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man. Like a lot of things we talk about in this show, it, it kind of, you can understand a world in which this makes sense or in which they pull it off. Like, these, I didn't know this, there were actually a lot of, like, tough man tournaments like this around the country at the time. Like, that's what they okay. would call them. It's just, okay. it's literally okay. just getting, like, rank amateurs to sign up and fight in a tournament. You have to have, you know, like, fewer than two professional fights or something. Okay. Just Joe's off the street just to see, basically, you know, bragging rights, like, who's toughest, who can win. <laughs> This is also kind of around the time that the UFC was debuting, and it wasn't as big as it is now, but it was kind of, it was getting people's imaginations, mm-hmm. you know, because that's a fun idea. Like, oh, you know, there's no rules is right. what it was at the time, and they've it you know, cleaned it up a little bit since then. It used to be a mess. UFC was crazy it was, it was. When it started. <laughs> right. So, you know, this was the kind of thing that had been kind of bandied around in pop culture, and you can understand the saying, like, okay, we're going to, like, tap into this, you know? WWE is usually not this culturally relevant with anything, but... That's true. Well, now they try to be. Right, well, that's what I'm saying. They're always, like, two years late for whenever anything... (laughs) Like, they figured out RKO out of nowhere was a meme, like, a year after it stopped being a meme. And then they started saying it every week. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, you know, that's the thing about Vince Russo. It's feast or famine, because he's always going to be going for it. And he'll usually swing and miss. But in this case... You can kind of understand what what he was getting at, except um, I don't know how to emphasize this enough. It was a real fight. Yeah, they were actually fighting. This in wasn't WWE. Yeah, like not backstage, like on television. So unlike on what was screen. happening last week, where it's you know it, Mark's telling us about like actual bar fights and hotel bar fights. This is presented on wrestling television as legitimate entertainment. Yeah. Fans did not appreciate it. See, but and I, I thought about using this, but I was like, no, that's that's a little different, and I stuck to backstage. Yeah, stuff. yeah. But um, oh, oh man, there's some yeah. there's some highlights and there's some lowlights. Let's put it that way. Um, I there's, didn't. There's one highlight. I didn't watch. Yeah. There's. <laughs> no, I, I would argue there's two, but we'll get to that. So. Just to back up for a minute. So, you know, they offered it to anybody. Anybody in the company, they said, Hey, we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna do this tournament. It's gonna be to prove 
who the toughest man in the company is. And you know, first one, I, to, si- first one to sign up, Michael Cole. Woo! Oh man, that would have been great. It would have been great. Wow. So you know, I kind of imagine that. You know, they kind of look around the locker room, and Steve Austin says, "Uh, yeah, no, I'm not doing that." <laughs> You want me to actually fight somebody? I'm not. No. no. He's probably, a, you know, he's a tough guy. Yeah. No part of this. There's a different, there's a difference though. Yes. Different, different tough guy. Absolutely. So, you know, is Austin in it? No. <clears throat> no. Uh, The Rock? You think The Rock was in it? No. No? Um, What about Triple H? He's a pretty tough guy. No. No. Uh, Undertaker. Do you think Undertaker no. was? No, you're absolutely right. No, not in a billion years. No, because again, this is a real, actual fight. So you're, you know, if you're now, Steve Austin, if, if they had done this in like 1985 in NWA, half the roster yes, minimum. That is a great Arn Anderson, point. yes, all of them, yes. That's all the of thing. Them Maybe we there. just missed our window for this. Like that would have been amazing because, yep. you know, Roddy Piper, like we talked yes. about early 80s, like wrestling the Briscoes, was real. Like you had yes. to be able to back it I up. I mean, half of these guys were real wrestlers yeah. anyway. Yeah, they all would have done it. And now for we've sure. evolved to the point where it's. It is sports entertainment, and that's not to say that, you know, to be a wrestler in the Attitude Era, you weren't tough, because you absolutely were. Right. But there's a difference between being able to withstand a tremendous amount of physical pain and keep wrestling, mm-hmm. take a chair shot to the head, you know, work a match for an hour. Not that that happened a lot in the Attitude Era, but you know what I mean, theoretically, anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. And actually just fighting somebody. And nobody on the top of the card wanted to touch this, because if you're Steve Austin and you're working, you know you're headlining pay-per-views you're not going to risk getting into the ring with some guy even if he's just a mid-carder and getting knocked on your butt because then it just like it ruins everything it ruins the perception of the whole oh, thing yeah yeah for sure and you understand where they're coming from but to me it just screams like wrestling insecurity you know like oh well yeah we're, we're cool we're tough we're just as tough as ufc and we're going to prove it by doing what the ufc does and it's going to be great and which really which wasn't historically is not something WWE t- does. Absolutely, they, they 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 very they stick to their own thing, and I mean, yeah, they they do things with other companies now, and they do a lot of you know stuff to get their name out in different right. areas. So they'd really try and that's the whole thing why it's now the company's WWE and not. World Wrestling Entertainment, right? Because Vince is trying to get into this mainstream crap thing, but that's different. But on air, they stick to their thing. It's storytelling, you know. It's well, it's supposed to theoretically. It's theater, you know. For lack of a better word, Cody Rhodes would kill me if he knew I said that. But why? This is real. Yeah, I know. But he's he's really funny about it. This is, again, real actual fighting. So let's let's back up for a second. Okay, okay. It's not going to be a total free-for-all, unlike the UFC. They they have some rules. Um, good, good. There's three rounds, okay. each lasting one minute. Because, oh, man, so you don't even have to be in shape. No, well, you know, none of them are in real fighting shape anyway. They're in wrestling That's true. shape. That is but a different that shape. Is, there is a, you know, there's a, a distinction shape. there. Um, if you hit the most punches on another person in the round, you get five points. Okay. I don't know why it's not one point. It's five. I guess, you know, they're trying to eight boxing a little bit. Right. If you score a takedown in a round, that's worth five points. If you bring him to the ground. Okay. And you can, you know, unlike most punches to the head, multiple takedowns, you get, you know, a lot of points racked up. Theoretically. Okay. Um, if you knock the man down, you punch him in the head, he falls over. Automatically ten points. 
And then once you do that, he's got until the count of eight to get back up. Why not ten? I don't know. Okay. And, and think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Realistically, I think it's because they just kind of wanted to have more knockouts. So okay, if you shave a yeah. little bit of time off, and that, that makes there's sense. a little bit more of a chance you get to see more highlights. I could see What that. were you going to say? Well, okay, so takedowns mm-hmm. were, is its own category. Mm-hmm. But then punching knockdowns is another category. Mm-hmm. So what if someone like went to punch and it was almost like a shove punch Ooh. thing and then they kind of grabbed one side but it was really a punch and what do they do? I think that would be up to the judges. Oh, there's okay. oh, there's, there's judges. There's I'm sorry. Judges. Yeah, let me okay. back up. So there's yeah, there's ringside judges scoring okay. these matches. Um, Are they celebrity judges like in WCW Clash of Champions 1988? One of them's Gorilla Monsoon. If that okay. counts well, as that's a celebrity good. judge, no, no, I don't that, know if he's qualified. I know that 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 counts as a real judge. Okay. There were some other ones, particularly in um in one of the matches, they actually announced all of the judges. Okay. I'm gonna be honest, I didn't watch this entire tournament <laughs> because it was you know four rounds and i didn't want to watch a whole lot of bad fighting because fair. i didn't fair. i didn't realize this until i was watching it but you see a movie like fight club where the whole premise is like it's these everyday joes who just get together and beat on each other and like reclaim their masculinity right those fights are pretty entertaining they are because they're not real because they're staged right. by the guy who made the movie and they're trained right whenever you see real people fight it's pretty terrible. It's pretty terrible. Like, it can be fun if it's two kids, you know, in the hallway. Because it's right there. It's very visceral. But if you're just right. watching two guys on TV with no real fighting training, it just looks like toddlers fighting. Because you've never, like... You, yeah, it's terrible. I didn't... You, you don't really understand how much training goes into being able to, like, stand up and just punch another man and, like, look good doing it and have a lot of form in your punches. So a mm-hmm. lot of these fights are just terrible. <clears throat> Like, they tried to integrate it with wrestling, I think, by implementing the takedown. Right. And my favorite part about that is the first round. I don't remember who it was because he didn't advance any further after this, so it doesn't (laughs) matter. But he got smart and just went for takedown after takedown after takedown and won just because he won on points. Right. Like, he would just tackle the guy every time. Like, he grabbed his legs and threw him on the ground. He grabbed his legs and threw him on the ground. And he just racked up so many. That's what I'd done that he in a heartbeat. I don't know why people didn't do this every time. Most people just kind of went for punches. Like, they would just kind of stand there and slap at each other. But again, okay, let me back up for a second. Because okay. we've established that none of, like, the real top-tier WWE wrestlers wanted anything to do with this. Because right, you no. risk getting embarrassed. So and you stupid. don't really have anything to gain by it. If you're no. Steve Austin, in character, you're the toughest guy in WWE anyway. Like... This is beneath you. If I'm Steve Austin, I come out there in my four-wheeler and watch it and laugh at everybody. Yeah, so there were a couple other people who were in this that actually could legitimately have something to prove. And again, I think you could kind of understand what the thought process was. Uh, One of them was JBL, right? Right. A lot of the stories say this whole thing was his baby. The other one... Jinder Mahal. (sighs) You wish. I do wish. Oh, man. Wow. Oh. Oh, man. I no, would we'll cheer, talk I, about. I would cheer the crap on. We Jinder can talk Mahal about bringing it back later fight. in a minute. Um, the other guy that a lot of people will say this whole thing was created for was Doctor Death himself, oh, Steve man. Williams. Oh yeah, you know, you know, with a name like Doctor Death, he's he's coming in with a pretty hardcore. No, reputation. Steve Williams was a maniac. He's a, yeah, 
terrifying human being. And you can probably you probably his know name more about is Doctor Death. Yeah, he's terrifying. I mean, he worked in you know. He's WCW, the reason why Steve Austin had to change his name. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin's real name was Steve Williams. Really? And then when he got into wrestling, I never knew that. he couldn't be called Steve Williams because there was Doctor Death. Death Steve Williams. That's amazing. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. So he spent you know his career in japan and oh, yeah. wcw he actually i just was browsing this guy he he had an unpinned in north america streak that lasted for 10 years just going from indie show to indie wow. show and then back to japan for a while and then back so he was a he was a bona fide like wrestling legend yeah finally got signed by wwf and they brought him in and it was it was really exciting you know he's the one like what i was saying if they had done this back in wcw there was yeah. multiple people like that yeah yeah so he's, right so he 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 reeks of this legit you know tough guy spirit right and it's this kind of throwback of when wrestling was real and he can right. he can fight anybody and he can take a lot of punishment so that's that's the other thing that you'll see when you look into this online is a lot of people say, well, they came up with this whole thing to get Steve Williams over. Some people say they even paid him like the winner's purse before it started because they thought, oh, he's for sure going to win. Well, yeah. And the idea was they say is that, oh, well, we're going to have this like legit tournament, but you know, Steve Williams will just kind of run through everybody. And then when he wins, we have this cool accolade that he has yeah. and we're going to use that and pivot into a feud with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's kind of cool. That would make huge. sense. That's a great idea, That would right? make sense. It would, you know, and if you want to do that, and you're convinced it's going to make money, maybe you can just have the fights be a work. Yeah. And just have him win that way. Yeah, why not? Well, you know, we decided we're going to earn it, because it's Vince Russo, and <sighs> you can, it, it's interesting to watch, because you watch the highlights, you watch the episodes of Raw, and they're they're trying to hype it up as like this, oh, this is... This is really real. Like, these people are earning it kind of thing. Uh-huh. You know? So they will literally, like, they say things like, oh, talk about guys making their own way in this business. Like, that's really cool. And, I get, you know, I, I get the idea in theory. Like, you're going to, like, this is, hey, you're literally going to step up and grab the brass ring. You're literally going to fight this right. guy. And then we'll, you know, channel it into wrestling success, presumably. So Steve Williams is your other major, you know, candidate to win this thing along with JBL and then you had Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock on the roster yeah as legit as it gets I mean they're basically they were Brock Lesnar before Brock Lesnar was around Ken Shamrock is one of the most terrifying human beings that's ever existed ever so these guys are like actual bona fide UFC champions like I said this whole thing is kind of getting started terrifying too as UFC is getting started these were the guys fighting in UFC Oh, yeah. As it was getting started. Like, the only thing they didn't have in this tournament potentially was Royce Gracie, and it would have just been a who's who of early UFC. Like, even that sounds like a bit of a moneymaker, though. Like, if you just said, hey, we're going to have Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock fight on WWF television, like, that would get some people to tune in. Yeah. You would think. Um, it would. Ken Shamrock did not participate. I imagine he just laughed. Because. Yeah. Why would you? Yeah. You know, you. One. He would have run through that thing so easily. Yeah. It would have been like pathetic. And it's not like it's not UFC rules. You had to wear boxing gloves, for example. Right. But even so, right. like Dan Severn, I know this is hard to believe. Uh, he won his first round match. Really? Yeah. He advanced. I'm surprised. He won his match. Who did he uh, had the unfortunate pleasure of dismantling? You know, I should know that. We have some good pre- preparation over here. But it doesn't matter. Like I said, I didn't track this whole thing. Um, it doesn't matter because he won. He did. And then he said, 
And then he said, look, I think he just looked at himself in the mirror and was like, I'm not, what am I, I'm not doing this. Yeah. And he quit because he said, he was like, look, I have nothing to prove. No. Honestly, I feel kind of bad. I'm just going to, I'm going to do what Ken Shamrock did. I'm going to step out. Basically, imagine if you at, you know, okay, we're, I'm 23 and you're. I'm also 23. 23. So it's like if we went back to our, um, you know, to middle school <laughs> and decided to take out the bully, you know, the 13 year old bully in middle school. It's at some point, it's just like, you know what? No, no, that that's the way it was like for these guys. It yeah. was just like, you know what? We feel kind of bad for this because it's so ridiculously unfair. Yeah. It Which is the, understandable. Yeah. It was the Godfather. He just <laughs> beat the tar out of the Godfather and then quit. And the Godfather said, oh, well, okay. The Godfather. So I'm going to. So Godfather got to advance by oh, default man. because he lost. But the guy who beat him quit. So already we're off to a roaring start oh, that's here. Great. In the first round. It's not this, tainted at all this already. Isn't, this, this is eight fights. They started out with 16 people. They had a sweet 16 right off oh, the bat. Oh, jeez. Do you have a list of who these people are? I were? do, yeah. I, I have the bracket in front know. of me now. Okay, okay. How many people have we actually heard of? I hadn't heard of as many, but I'll, I'll run this by you. Okay. Um, first round, we had a match between uh, Steve Blackman and Mark Marrow. Okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Steve Blackman won. Yeah, I could see that. But he hurt himself doing it. Of course. So Mark Marrow gets too advanced. So already two. Here? We already have two losers. As you, believe it or not, like training guys their whole life just to get as like buff as possible. It doesn't uh, help fighting, Doesn't really. translate. No. Have you they ever have seen, no technique. Have you ever seen it's any so like sloppy. jacked UFC fighter? I mean, other than in the heavyweight division, I mean, possibly. Right. Other than that, no. They're and tiny they, like, they guys. They have actual technique. Like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You know. It's but not but as... like the size the size difference is yeah. immense because you just can't move right. or then, or be in the same shape. They build muscle, but they build it very specifically, like to and it's attack. very lean. It's yeah. very lean muscle. And this Quit, is you know, this is yeah. showing off muscle. And again, it's not you know to say none of these guys worked hard or right. weren't tough. But it's just it different. Just, it doesn't translate to actual fighting. Once again, no. when you have no training, actually fighting. So we have Mark Marrow makes it through the second round. Um, Bradshaw mm-hmm. beats a guy named Mark Canterbury. Dude, I never heard of. Yeah, I actually don't know who that is. And it's, well, I watched, the, there's a good video kind of chronicling this, and he just points out that, like, obviously nobody on the top of the card is going to do this. Right. Because they have nothing to risk. Right. Nothing of course to, not. you know, gain, rather. So it ends up being a lot of guys at the bottom of the card who are just like, well, right. yeah, I would like to be on TV, please. <laughs> Even if I get knocked out, I make a little bit more money. And if I win one or two of these things, maybe I'll get a push out of it. You know, Right, of course. So it's a lot of people at the bottom of the card. Bradshaw won uh, by points. There were no knockouts in the first <laughs> round, which is hard for me to believe. But there were none. Oh, that's funny. Everyone won by points. Um, Road Warrior Hawk fought a guy named Darren Drozdov. Oh, yeah, Draws, yeah. Yeah, Draws. Um, mm-hmm. They fought to a draw. Hawk was not in the best of uh, condition at this point. Well, it's funny you say that. They fought to a draw, and there were, I, I don't think there were any tie-breaking provisions because they didn't need one because they just said, well, one of you's hurt, right? And it was Hawk. Road Warrior Hawk hurt himself in that fight. So they just put the other guy through. Yeah. So that's, that's another person who advances due to injury. If you're keeping score at home, I believe that makes three people who have actually hurt themselves and missed actual time doing their job Yep. in this fighting tournament. 
Oh, man. Um, Steve Williams mm-hmm. beat a guy named Pierre. Pierre. Who I can't okay. tell if it's storyline or real life, but had one eye. Um, anyway, okay. he won by technical knockout, but I don't think he actually knocked him out, knocked him down. I think it, I, I don't know exactly what happened there. There were actually a lot of rumors that, you know, the judges were rigging Steve Williams points every round. Okay. So that no matter what happened, you know, okay, they're trying to work it, right? Because again, that's kind of the money match if Steve Williams gets all the way through. Right. That's what you want. Okay. Okay. But again, if you're going to work it, then just work it. I know. You know? I know. Don't, I know. You don't have to go like boxing with anyway. Ah, uh, it's so true. Um, the Godfather gets beat by Dan Severn. Right. But then advances because Dan Severn feels bad. Right. <laughs> and then Scorpio defeats Eight Ball. Okay. Now it took me. Interesting. I wouldn't expect Scorpio to be in that. It took me three or four minutes to run through that. This took place over three weeks of Raw. There were eight matches, about two a week, and this thing took about two months to get all the way through. So this is every week on Raw. They have a couple of these, and every week on Raw, you can hear the crowd chanting, Boring! And we want wrestling. Like it was not, it was not a huge deal. As much as they tried to hype, like, no, this is real. You know, you can really step up and make a name for yourself. Everyone was like, yeah, but look at this. This is awful. Yeah. It was only three minutes. The fights were only three minutes long, and people couldn't stand it. Yep. Just oh, lost so their minds. Bad. That's such a it, bad sign. It was pretty rough, but you know, to their credit, they just plowed through. I guess because again, they're only three minute fights. Right. Um, oh, there was one other match in the first round, and they actually, this is one of the more interesting things wrestling-wise. They pitted a tag team against each other. Okay. So they had, they were called the um, the New Midnight Express. Oh, yeah. That's sort of a yeah. cowboy theme. So it was Bodacious Bart mm-hmm. and a guy named Bob Holly. Yeah. And uh, Bodacious... That makes sense that Bob Holly was in that. Well, he lost in the first round. But that makes sense, yeah. too. No, yeah. Bodacious Bart <laughs> knocked him out advances to the next round so we move on and this is again like a match a week so this is taking place over several Uh, months just being Um, dragged on we make it through to the second round and uh jbl wins again good for him yeah you know he to his credit he's backing it up um mark marrow advanced luckily was just happy to be here finds himself facing bradshaw and then loses Bradshaw's also six six, like two eighty, and well, it's he just wears huge. people down. Like if you watch the fight, he he won this one. He won all of his fights by points. He didn't knock anybody out, but he could just stand <laughs> up and like, y'all y'all can't see me right now, but just stand up and flail your arms back and forth, mm-hmm. and that's basically what he did. And he yeah. was just too big. He just kind of wailed on everybody, and nobody could quite like connect with him through most of this tournament. So he would just punch you in the head more than you could punch him, and he would win. Mm-hmm. So he knocks out Mark Marrow. Uh, draws beats Savio Vega again by points. Savio Vega. Because once again, these people are not good at actually fighting. Uh, you mentioned no. Scorpio getting into the second round. Well, the Godfather, who once again lost, got back in because Dan Severn quit. The Godfather beats him also by points. There we go. Good so we're, for Godfather. we're in the second round at this point. There has not been one <laughs> knockout. But now... You know, this is this is one of the first real money matches, and they say this in the lead up to the fight. They're like, "Oh, this should give us, you know, this, there should be some real highlights here, a lot of hard hitting action." Because now we've got Doctor Death Steve Williams versus Bodacious Bart. 
audacious part gotten the cowboy gimmick right 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 and um this is it's it's a decent fight as far as this is concerned this is one of the few that i actually watched all the way through so they they get through the first two rounds it's only when you actually did three minutes to watch yeah no i watched other ones later but look i don't want to watch the godfather fight scorpio all right i don't i'm not doing that to myself i've got other things going on it doesn't matter so they they score a couple takedowns each and land some good shots and like bodacious bart is holding his own you know and then they finally get to the third round and the locker room at this point from what i read is kind of the ones who are watching are like okay we know it's got like steve williams is gonna you know advance on points because they want their money match they want steve williams to win this thing and like you know, we've talked about this before. Like, the worst thing a wrestler can be in the eyes of fans and other wrestlers is undeserving. And it was kind of annoying to see this guy come in. And if you're going to do, like, a real fight, like a shoot fight, then don't try to work it just to favor one guy. You know, it was kind of... It was rubbing some people the wrong way. So then Bodacious Bart scores this kind of awkward takedown. Like, throws him back into the ropes. Steve Williams kind of steadies himself, and he stands back up. And he can barely support his own weight. Turns out he he <laughs> tore his knee up pretty bad. Um, and then Bart Gunn punched him in the head, knocked him out. Second round. It was the first real <laughs> knockout of the whole tournament. And he just wrecked the guy who was supposed to win the whole thing. And I say it was one of the first oh, highlights. Um, it, it wasn't, like, great, but you watched a guy get punched in the head and, like, fall so, over. Yeah, so, so it was exciting. Yeah. He does, like, you can tell, honestly, like, Bart Gunn, bodacious Bart, he's got a decent, like, little left left jab. He clearly seems to have some sort of boxing experience. He, at the very least, like, some sort of amateur, like, he's right. thrown a punch before. Right. Because he's one of the few people who, like, it's, I, it, you know, don't have a ton of fighting experience on my end. But it's, you know, you think about it like swinging a baseball bat. Like, you got to turn your body into it. Mm-hmm. Kind of plant your feet. And he does that. Oh, no, you can tell when someone doesn't know how to punch. Yeah. It's very, You very see clear. a lot of it in this <laughs> tournament. See trust me. <laughs> but he, you know, he does. He squares himself and, like, turns into it. And he, he can he can really pop somebody. Mm-hmm. So Clearly, he knocked yeah. him out. They say the locker room, like, went nuts when this happened. Because <laughs> that was probably... It, it was probably more fun for them than it was anyone else. Oh, I'm sure. To actually watch. Yep. And I wonder if people wouldn't get more into it now, which we can talk about a little bit when we get to the end. But So now it's just, you know, Ken Shamrock never did it. Dan Severn quit. Dr. Death just got knocked out in the second round by Bodacious Bart. Tore his hamstrings out of commission for months. <laughs> this is not a good idea like it's not entertaining the fans hate it but at the very least like okay we this whole thing has been about hey we're gonna give somebody a chance to make their own name in this business right we're gonna take the actual toughest guy and we're gonna you know we're gonna really do <laughs> the something actual toughest him. guy Minus all the other actual tough guys that didn't actually want yes, to do it. Yes, correct. But, you know, in theory, like you the can toughest, see The toughest worthless guy. The toughest the mid-carder car. in the company, you know? But you can see Vince Russo and, like, again, you try to put yourself oh, in his 100% shoes. Oh, 100% you can see Vince Russo. He's like, no, it's a great be, idea. It'd be great, bro. So, Bart Gunn kind of gets on a roll at this point. He's knocked out Steve Williams. The next week, he knocks out the Godfather, who is still in this thing after oh, man. he lost in the first round. Oh, man. Yeah, he's he made it all the way to the semis. And you have Bradshaw, who beats Draws by points again. 
Right. So now the the stage is set, and on the episode of Raw, in the end of August, and we started this thing at the end of June. So it's been two months of Jeez. bad fighting and torn ligaments. Probably some concussions, frankly. Some flailing. And we've reached the grand finale. <laughs> and it didn't go quite the way we wanted to. Yeah, but we've got this hotshot upstart in Bart Gunn. And we've got this big bully in JBL. Oh, Bradshaw cannot stand flat-footed and absorb the punishment of the punching power of Bart Gunn. Well, this may not last much longer. Oh, there it is. Oh, my God. There's your winner. Bart, Bart you Take a look at a guy that has just hey, made a name hey, for himself hey, in this business and earned it every step of the way. This is the best fight of the whole thing. It is. It is. This I know is the only is one your, that I've seen. This is your highlight. It's fantastic. So, as soon as you you said this, I was like, "Oh, that's immediately what came fine. to we my head." We talked about you know JBL getting into some scuffles last week, and at least this isn't Joey Styles. But yeah, that's true. This is so. This is pretty enjoyable. Again, Bart Gunn has actual. I'm not gonna say fighting experience, but I am it gonna say. It sounds like he has. I'm gonna experience. say punching technique he's got a little bit of punching I, technique. I would if, if we looked and it up gonna, i would i would i would bet that he had some sort of amateur boxing okay well it, in any case jbl has gotten this far by being big and right he's probably been hit in the face a lot so he's kind of used to it and by just, being just wailing on people by being a bully, like if you bully pi- yeah, if you picture like a, a kindergarten class fight like, the bigger, stronger kindergartner winning the fight is kind of what JBL has looked like winning all these fights at this point. That's the best yeah, way I can uh, put it. That's about right. And so, you know, they, they, they square up, and Bart Gunn just knocks him down in the first <laughs> round. It's, it's honestly beautiful. Knocks him right out, and the ref starts counting. I should clarify, the refs at this point, while we have... Wait, wait, wait. While we wait, theoretically... Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hang on, hang on. While we theoretically have judges... That are scoring this like at a table somewhere. I'm pretty sure the refs are just like WWE refs. Wait a minute, there are there have been refs. Yes, throughout there've this been, whole like, thing, like boxing rules. The whole thing is like trying to ape UFC and ape boxing, right? And get some like real fight success. And I oh 100 so percent. Be- these are just WWE refs. Yeah. So at the beginning of every fight, the refs are like you know they they know the script or whatever, so they're like, all right, both of you look at me. Uh, no low blows or rabbit punches and. This is how we score it, and all right, go fight. Like, they're not trained to do this. They're not no. trained to say when another person is like incapable of defending yeah. <laughs> themselves anymore. Like, it's a hard job being a UFC ref because you have to walk oh, that line is. of like, was that like, was that illegal? Do I need to pause? Do I need to like, did that take away from their ability to fight? Is this person done, right. or can they still like power out or get back up? There's a lot of snap judgment calls you have to make. We just had that uh, big thing with that in UFC with the Felicia. Yeah, fight. where the girl just got beat she on for like ten minutes. Her. And to her eternal credit, I don't know how she was still conscious. 
I have no that idea. should not have happened. But, that's, but at the same time, that's it's like so she noticeable. was fighting back the whole yeah, time. Well, that was so, the argument. So it's like that's it's so, a hard yeah. job. That, that's it's that hard is, job. No, that is what I was thinking of, and that that was a noticeable one because that was one where a lot of people said, "Hey, that guy did not do his job." Right. Mm-hmm. In the WWE, your job you don't usually say, "Hey, he didn't do his job well," unless. Well, uh, in the WWE, okay. the definition of your job is not doing your job well. Right. If you're a ref. You're right. That's what I was saying. <laughs> refs are just like, oh, man, I don't understand. I, I mean, how are these refs refs? They miss everything. They're essentially, like, yeah, they're, they're stagehands. They're props. Sometimes they're, like, producers. They can help, like, call a match and, like, dictate what's going to happen next. No, there's a the lot of refs thing, actually do. There's one thing they definitely don't do, which is actually enforce the rules. No, especially Ever. not in WWE. Right. There's no rules. So that, But that's what this guy's doing. So Bradshaw gets knocked down within, I don't know, 20 seconds of the first round, which is only a minute long. <laughs> And he can, he's, it's an eight count, right? So seven, eight. And as he gets to eight, you know, like in true Rocky fashion, like the lovable underdog he is, JBL gets back to his feet. And the ref looks at him and he's like, you good? Because he doesn't know. He's just like, do you want to keep fighting? And JBL kind of looks like he just woke up. He's like, yeah, I'm good. So the ref said, all right, you can fight. Oh, I love it. Bart Gunn punches him in the head, just knocks him straight down. <laughs> Nothing else happens in the fight. He gets up, and the ref is like, you good? He's like, yeah. Punched in the head. He's down. Immediately knocked out. I love it. It was. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. That's the most entertaining thing of the whole tournament, just because it's JBL getting knocked down. And th- honestly, that was a really comical moment. Because the ref is clearly in over his head. Bradshaw is clearly just out on his feet. The ref's clearly like, wait a minute, just, this was supposed to go on for another three minutes. What do we do? He, he you just, good? He just teases. All right, let's keep going. Yeah. Well, you know, and I mean, it is. It kind of goes back to that. Where, like, you don't want to be the one to call a fight when there's potentially more fight to be had. Right. Fortunately, in this case, there was no more fight to be had. <laughs> he just knocked it right there out. There was nothing else. So now, like, look, this whole thing has been a mess. People have gotten hurt. Some very valuable people have lost a lot of their like storyline value because they've been knocked out by nobodies on yeah. national television. And nobody was really entertained by any of this. Short of seeing Bradshaw getting knocked out and maybe the <laughs> locker room getting some kick out of watching these people actually fight each other. Yeah. Nothing has been accomplished here. But now you've got this guy Bart Gunn. And they've they have been hyping this up the whole time. Like I said. The last match, after he wins, the the commentary team says, talk about guys making their own way in this business. Like, they're really trying to emphasize, like, no, this is a guy who just stepped up and, like, claimed his spot. So, what do you think that they did with him in the aftermath of winning the brawl? Like, do you think they just kind of spun him off into a tournament with Steve Austin? Like, even if it's just, like you said, Steve Austin comes out and laughs at him and says, you're not tough, I'm tough, and we're going to fight at the next pay-per-view. No. No. You're correct. <laughs> that did not happen. No. They, um, they did something like... Uh, and we'll we'll get to the grand finale, but they probably the meantime, They probably did something like put him in some, you know, barroom brawl match where they built a fake set of a bar and then put him in a match against someone like, you know, the Godfather again and then had him lose. Wasn't that JBL that did that? That I, actually happened? I just made it up. So I maybe. feel like JBL was in a barroom brawl match, though. I feel like was. that literally he happened. probably was. All right, that's next week. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, there's, there's no... 
they didn't do anything with him. No, at all. Of he, course not. He got seventy five thousand dollars cash for winning, which very nice. That that is nice, but you know now it's it's the end of August at this point, so you've got you know you can build him up to something at Survivor Series if you want to, or the Royal Rumble. Let him have you know a good spot at the Royal Rumble. Maybe give him even if none of that works out and you don't want him to be a headliner. He didn't even get like a segment. Where the Rock like made fun of him and then left. Like nothing happened with this guy. They spent months promoting this tournament and like every. I I don't know if they would have done anything different had JBL won. Probably not. They would have just let him run with it in the APA. I yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But they didn't do anything with it. Sounds um, about right. In the first round, you know, he knocked out his tag team partner Bob Holly. So he did have a match with the now hardcore Holly for the hardcore title. Right. Um, and then he lost that match because Steve Williams came out in a mask and cost him the match. I thought Steve Williams was like out of commission. Oh, this is months later. Like this. Oh. This is not like the next day. This is. So a after while everything later. has already died down, there's no yes. more heat yes. or anything. He's okay. essentially still a mid carter at this point. Of course. Hasn't really done anything. Uh, fights for the hardcore championship. Fights with Steve Williams for a little bit because Steve, and now it's now it's all you know worked. Now it's all right. wrestling. But he's like, hey, you actually beat me, so now we're gonna wrestling fight. I don't, <laughs> I didn't go super far down this rabbit hole to be honest. But that makes total right. Sense. Like, what are you, what are you fighting? Like, we already know he can fight you, dude. Right. We saw for it. Real. He knocked you out. Like, what? Oh, why man. are we back into this? And it just the whole thing just reeks of like I said of wrestling being. <laughs> insecure like i've that that's what i kept thinking about this whole time like i became a wrestling fan because of daniel bryan welcome back that's true daniel bryan bryan is back and cm punk right those Mm -hmm. are the two guys that made me realize whoa this is for real like this is a great form of storytelling but like one of the most important people that i saw when i first started watching wrestling was santino morella not because he ever does anything serious or interesting, but because, like, one of the first episodes of wrestling I ever watched, my roommate was like, oh, yeah, this guy's great. Like, he's got a little snake in his pants, and he puts the cobra <laughs> on his hand, and that's his finisher, and he, like, strikes <sighs> you with the cobra, which is just, like, a sock. And that's his finisher, and that's how he wins matches. That's and that's the it's the dumbest thing you've ever heard about, but it's so important, as someone who's not a wrestling fan, to see that and realize, oh, they're in on it. Like, they don't take it that seriously. And once you've, like, turned that switch in your mind, it becomes so much easier to take the serious stuff seriously. Like, they call it hanging a lantern when they do it in movies, like, whenever something dumb happens. And one of the characters just says, well, that was kind of dumb. Why'd you do that? And then they just move on. But, like, (laughs) knowing that the story you're watching acknowledges that it's kind of dumb allows you to just embrace it so much more. And I think whenever... Like, wrestling doesn't need to be silly and goofy all the time, but you need to have something like that Yeah, the, in order to, you know, convey to people that you understand what you're doing. Does, yeah, does that make sense? There's room for comic relief in wrestling. It's an important... Comedy and comic relief is an important aspect of wrestling. because yeah. of Or of any storytelling. Yeah. In any movie, I don't care what the movie is, there needs to be some form of comic relief just at some breath, point you know in the no matter how serious no matter how you know action-packed or, or scary or anything mm-hmm. there has to be some form of comic relief in there where you can step back take a breath 
and then move on to something right. else. So why do you think? I mean, that's why they structure shows the way they do, and they'll put you know some super low card or some random match right before the main event. Right. Because it's after the next the big match. Right. They need you know you to take your mind off that big match, lower your expectations and a little catch bit, your breath a little bit, and then move on yeah. to the main event. I mean yeah. that's the why they that's why they format things the way they do. Exactly. That's why they have people like Santino and the Hurricane, yeah, and Heath Slater yeah. and Kurt Hawkins. I mean that's why these people are around. Yeah, and I think that's so important in something as um unpopular isn't quite the right word but people who don't watch wrestling kind of like to laugh at yeah. wrestling you know right and as you know it, it it's frustrating when wrestling tries to you know puff out a show like no we're real we're just as real as ufc like stuff like this happens and it's just embarrassing and that's what like i think having comedy acts like that is so important i, th- I think of like the young bucks like i'm a super super casual indie fan like i don't follow them a ton but mm-hmm. like if i had a friend who wasn't into wrestling like at all it's just like, why do you do this? This is dumb. This is fake. Like, I would show them something like one of those crazy Young Bucks matches where they're just like spamming finishers everywhere and it's like some really silly super kick stuff <laughs> because it's immediately like you get it. You're like, oh, okay. like this is, they're in on the joke, but at the same time, like they're tremendously talented. Like this is a fun thing that's going on. And they, they're one of those groups I think that can like dial up the serious when they need to. But something like that is just so important, I think, in wrestling specifically because at the end of the day, again, not that these people aren't tremendously talented and don't work hard, but like Bart Gunn was not, you know, really qualified to fight anybody for real. And just right. by pretending like he was, not only like pretending like he was and then not doing anything with it, I think WWE just embarrassed themselves, which is why this leaves such a sour taste in people's mouths because they tried so hard to be something that they're not, you know? And. Yep. Unfortunately for Bart, but fortunately for us, you know, the story doesn't end here. Because <laughs> of course it doesn't. he won the brawl for all uh the end of end of August. I think it was August twenty fourth was the do last episode. I think what they do is springboard this like they yes. did with King of the Ring. Yeah. Immediately. I mean literally This is the toughest man in wrestling. Yeah. Immediate new gimmick, immediate yes. new thing. You Just think you'd do go that. Go straight even if it even if the payoff is one pay-per-view against Steve Austin where he loses in five minutes. Right. That's something. It you is. You sold a match. You sold a pay-per-view <laughs> off of it. They don't do any of that. They let him keep drowning in the mid-card. They give him one or two hardcore title matches. And then they say, hey, buddy. Hey, hey, Bart Gunn. Winner of the Brawl for All. You're a, you're a real cool, tough punching guy. We're going to give you a match at WrestleMania. That was you, not me. I know. Can you hand me my phone? Yeah. <laughs> I will... Uh... Silence this. Edit that out. Like we definitely should have done from the start. Yeah, that's fair. That's fine. It's fine. So they can say, hey, we're going to give you a match at WrestleMania. Awesome. Against a professional boxer. Oh, guy named yay. Butterbean. Now, when I say a professional boxer named Butterbean and tell you he weighs about 350 pounds, if by any chance you're listening and you've made it this far and you haven't just looked up the Brawl for All on YouTube or looked up Butterbean... Your mental image is exactly right. He looks like a man named Butterbean. He looks like an egg in like red, white, and blue fight shorts. Oh, but man. he's to his credit, he is a bona fide like he's won several yeah. boxing titles, been fighting for years, and he was kind of old and washed up at this point, or you know, for a professional boxer. 
But I, I cannot emphasize this enough. He is a real, actual boxer. Right. Like, and, and a fairly accomplished he one. He actually fought people, and he was so good at actually fighting people that, yeah, boxing organizations who had sponsors said, hey, we're going to pay you money to actually fight people. And then he actually fought people, and he beat a lot of them. That's what Bart Gunn, bodacious Bart, the winner of the Brawl for All, is up against at WrestleMania. And this is, again, it was short, at least. You know, like the package, the build-up to it was was interesting. And it's funny because they are clearly, really clearly trying to make Bart Gunn look like a million bucks in the build-up. Oh, now they are. They aren't show. No, I'm just like, yeah, I'm like the WrestleMania package. After having left him on the shelf for six months. Right. Now they have videos of him training, you know, and he's sitting there like in his tank top and his hair's all done and the, you know, like he just looks really sharp in the boxing ring, you know, cutting promos. And he's like, yeah, I absolutely respect Butterbean. You know, he's gotten, he's done a lot of great stuff in his career. How can you say, how can you say I respect Butterbean with a straight face and an actual promo setting? Probably because he's, he knows he's going to have to fight him and he's seen him (laughs) knock people out He knows he's about to get destroyed. And he says, yeah, no, you know, he's, he's gotten a lot done. He says, uh. I think it'll be a great fight, you know? I think it'll be a lot of action and punches thrown. Like, he can't even describe a real fight. That's how far gone we are at this point. (laughs) That's one of the funniest parts is listening to commentary, who, again, very good. They are, like, born and engineered and, like, trained and are chosen because they're good at wrestling commentary. They can't do real fighting. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just, oh, this is some great action, really heavy hitting. Like, nobody in the company is even capable of talking about fights. It would work now because they got Mario way. Ronaldo. Yes. But, but, yes. But, yeah. like, Jerry the King Lawler was not meant to call an actual boxing mm, no. match. No, he wasn't. But so, you know, and this is the funniest part. They have, um, <clears throat> I, I hate saying this, but it almost reminded, it, it wasn't quite as blatant as a lot of, like, I'm sorry, CM Punk's build. In UFC was not this nakedly partisan you know there were some people who would like stick their neck out and say oh well, CM Punk works really hard like I think he might surprise some people mm-hmm. that's all you would ever get but they got like they have people like actual boxers like training and sparring with Bart Gunn oh, and man. they get them on TV and they have them say things like oh I think it's gonna be uh I think it's gonna be Bart in the second round if not the first round Oh with a straight gosh. face, like actual boxing trainers. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, it's very funny. I And I think, like, I, I hate to be that guy who's like, oh, WWE just loves to bury people. There, I There's nothing else this could have possibly been. You look at the picture of the two of them, like the little, you know, like fighter screen that pops up right before the fight, and right. it's Bart Gunn, like he looks chiseled. It's like a photo shoot setting. Like, he looks really good. He's got his game face on. Like, it looks like a pay-per-view poster. And they just took a picture of Butterbean from, like, after a fight when he's kind of sweaty and blotchy and he's got this, like, look on his face and just slapped it up next to him. (laughs) So it's like Bart Gunn versus Butterbean. (laughs) Zoinks, you know, and music plays and Butterbean just kind of shuffles down the ramp. Does he come down to, like, a circus theme? No! Boy, that'd be amazing. (laughs) This is one of the other frustrating things about this. They didn't even, like, they just had a brawl for all, like, 
theme that would play in the background while both fighters walked down. They wouldn't. Oh. Like, they didn't give Butterbean entrance music. I know it's Not so even annoying. For WrestleMania? No. So he just kind of walks down to Tim the Johnson's ring. Tim Johnson's gonna come up with something. And he's like, dun, 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 Oh dun. man, I think that's Doink. <laughs> I know. Because I was watching the gimmick it battle was, royal the other day, and that was, was Doink the clown. It was Doink, but that would be so funny. I if think they just... they just didn't want to actually make him mad because this whole enterprise is kind of insulting. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he was happy to take his money, but to, a, again, a real boxer like Butterbean. Your so, name is Butterbean. And then here comes Bart Gunn, you know? And he's, he, he kind of, he knows what's about to happen. Like, he's not, oh, yeah. like, he's not, like, swaggering down the ring or anything, although maybe he should have. Like He should have, yeah. That's the other thing. They could have made him, like, such a heel. Like, talk about how he's tougher than everybody in the yeah. company, but he's really not anything. No, they don't really do that. They just play it straight, kind of generic, like, oh, look at this guy. He's, he's real tough. And then the fight starts, and he says, "So, Jerry, what do you what do you think is going to happen?" He says, "Well, you know, I really like." And he gets about that far, and Bart Gunn gets punched in the head and falls to the ground. They're like, "Uh, wow, okay, all right, we got a off to a hot start here. Look at this." And the guy starts counting again, yep. to a count of eight. Stop me if you've heard this before. He gets up at about seven and a half. The ref looks at him and he's like, "You good?" Bart Gunn says, "Yeah." Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, man. And Jerry the King Lawler says the smartest thing he's ever said in his life, which is, I think he's got to go for a takedown, right? Takedown, takedown. I think so. Takedown. If you have so. any wrestling experience at all, why would you not try to tackle the boxer? Right. In the face? Oh, 100%. This is, like a Con- this is like if Conor McGregor fought Floyd Mayweather in the UFC and then tried to box him again. Right. That's kind of what we're looking at. Oh, man. And Jerry screams, takedown, takedown. <sighs> Out. Like a light. Like 15 seconds into the first round, Bart Gunn is just dead on the ropes. Like, it was... And like I said, you watch some of his fights, and you can see him, like, hit an uppercut or, like, a good a good little hook. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, he's done this once or twice. Right, right. And then you immediately see Butterbean, who is just... It's like, block, block, dodge, KO. Like, immediately. And it's kind of... It, it makes you respect boxers a lot more. Oh, yeah. It can, you know, not that you don't respect boxers anyway, but if you watch a boxer fight a boxer, it can be tempting for me to be like, okay, this is kind of boring. It if you watch be. a boxer it fight a guy be. who is not a boxer, yeah, you respect their technique a lot more because you're like, oh, okay, like I see, <laughs> I see what this is. I see how that goes, you know, and he just... Poor, like, Bart Gunn, he doesn't look terrible. Like, when he throws a punch, it's not bad. But it's when he, like, when he hits Butterbean in the face and nothing happens. And then he's like, oh, okay. Like, you can hear the commentary team say, oh, yeah, he's got that left hook. That's why they call him the hammer. And he hits him with it and nothing happens. And you can just kind of sense everybody's like, yep, all right, here we go. Yeah. So Bart Gunn. See, gets... this, is, this is the problem. Another thing, they picked... A guy who's like 300 and something pounds. Yeah. You do understand when you're that heavy, the amount of power you He's can throw cow. in a punch. He throws, honestly, it's a beautiful knockout punch. Why do you think heavy? It's not even fight. close to fair. Like, okay, I don't know how much. But it is a pretty knockout. Like, his head just snaps back and it makes this great pop sound and he's just done. Like, I don't know how much UFC you watch, but the the heavyweight fights almost never go past the first round. Because they're just so big and so strong. Yeah. When one person gets tagged, I mean, that's it. Yeah. I mean, your head can only take so much. And that's part of why that women's fight lasted so long, even though she was right. railing yeah, on true. her. Like, if she weighed 100 more pounds, 
Oh yeah, like, they, like yeah, that doesn't happen. That's in a why the most fight. popular divisions are the featherweights, the bantamweights. You know, I never thought about the, that, but that the, makes a the lot the of welter, sense. Then usually welterweight at one seventy is about as far as I mean light heavy like light you, heavyweights. You can have good fights in any weight class, but a right. lot of the best ones are in the smaller weight I classes never because that. they can actually have fights and they can actually tag people yeah. and they're not necessarily just gone. I honestly didn't even think about that. You got at Brock Lesnar. He hit someone in the face. I don't care what size you are. You're right. going to die. You're right. going to be done. And so that's that's why I'm baffled why they would pick someone I that size. I didn't even think about that. But like that, that's the they, one thing they didn't consider that's at all. Go. You don't pick the guy who's massive. No. Well, then they said I don't think they did though. I mean, that's what's frustrating about this whole thing. Like this whole tournament was just a mess, right? Oh yes. But you come yes. out on the other end. You have this fun underdog story, and you can either have him be like. A plucky underdog who just wants to take his place in the WWE, or you can have him just be a total douchebag yeah. and say, "I'm the toughest guy yeah, in the company." And what do you think about that, Steve Austin? And then, and then just out. get wrecked. Right. That's at least a segment. That's a pay-per-view match. That's something. Yeah. They didn't do anything. They sat on him for six months, and then they fed him to Butterbean. Took every step along the way to make him look as competent and Butterbean look incompetent as possible. Knowing Butterbean would knock him out in 15 seconds, and then they fired him. I don't know the exact timeline. I don't think it was like the next day, but it was, you know, he got future endeavored pretty shortly after that because it was like, well, there's really nothing else we can do with you. And that's just sad. Yeah. It's sad enough, like I said, that it's, it's just wrestling being insecure about what it is. That's frustrating. But the fact that, like, you know, we talked about this before. Some of the best wrestling stuff you've ever seen is when they can take something going wrong or going the way they didn't expect it to, and they can improvise, and they can mm-hmm. build a story around it and turn it right. into something better. And that's what's so fascinating about wrestling, when it works with real life right. to create something really cool, and they just didn't do that because they didn't care. Like, it didn't go the way they wanted it to, and they just said, well, that was weird. Better not acknowledge that happened ever again. <sighs> and that was it. And that's really disappointing. That is disappointing. It, it wasn't as much of a farce, as a lot of the stuff we've talked about, like, oh, he's in a gorilla suit, that's silly, or like, David Arquette won the title, that's ridiculous. Right. This is just sad and bad television, which in a, like, and that's why I think it's kind of one of the worst things that WWE's ever done. Like, you look at the gobbledygooker and you're like, oh, that's silly, that's dumb. But that was all it was, you know? It, it didn't embarrass anybody. Right. I think of this show, you know, as unofficially our tagline is like all the stuff that like you wouldn't want to have to explain to your friends the first <laughs> right. time they watch wrestling. Right. And to me, this is at the top of the list because it's just it's wrestling trying to be something that it's not. And it just makes everybody look worse. And no, nobody benefited from this at all. No. Not, nobody. No. Not the company. Not a single individual. Short of us right now getting to watch Bradshaw get knocked out. But that's, yeah. you know... <laughs> You can say, right. that happened other times. It's happened before. <laughs> Go and back it, and listen to the last it, week's it episode. It will probably happen again. I hope so. So, that's the end of that lurid story. I think it's funny. I didn't even think about this when you brought it up, but like that would have gone over probably way better in the early 80s if they had just said, yeah, hey, we're not going to do it UFC style, but we're going to have like a shoot wrestling tournament. The, the other problem, though, is it was real back then so doing right it like so it would there tournament. wouldn't have been a gimmick to it but they guess they could have built it as a shoot wrestling tournament and that would have yeah. probably worked because i know 
there's been times when wrestlers have actually like gone at it. Yeah. Like re- not not fighting, but like wrestling wise, because almost any wrestler who was in professional wrestling was right. an actual wrestler. Especially when you have 80s. you know like the super. I think on the indies especially like those hour long matches. Like you, you know. I can absolutely see people just saying, well, we're just going to wrestle for yeah. 20 minutes. Like, there was an episode you know, of Mid-Atlantic like, Television, hard. it's on WWE Network, <clears throat> where uh, Ric Flair got in the ring with Roddy Piper, and they actually like got on all fours, got the posi- Man, like, position, really cool. and went at it, that's really trying cool. to you know escape and not escape for like a good few minutes. Yeah. Like, that's, and it's like, that's cool. That's awesome. And I... I don't know. I wonder if fans wouldn't have reacted differently if they did it now. Like, I understand, like, the... We never... Well, the problem is none of us would ever believe that it's... That's true. It's real. That's true. And ever. Yeah. I don't care how they build That's it. True. I would never believe That's that true. what is actually happening is real. There's always that real. question. But like I said, it was so unentertaining that it had to be real. I mean, that oh, was... Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. I, I do feel like... It is condescending if they said, hey, we're going to have these guys actually fight. I'd be like, why? Yeah. Like, I don't care. I, I don't know if Seth Rollins going to actually beat anybody up or not. I don't care. Like, yeah, I invested no. in him as a character and a performer. Let him do what he does. You know, mm-hmm. like, that's annoying. At the same time, there is, you know, there is a part of your brain that's like, I do kind of want to see Jinder Mahal fight somebody. Yeah. Which makes me laugh that you said that. He's the only one that I'm like, eh, I'd kind of like to see Jinder Mahal. It would... Yeah. yeah, but then again, let's you put know, Shelton like, Benjamin and Jinder Mahal in an actual fight. I just want to watch Shelton Benjamin like, destroy. I was gonna say, I feel like Jinder Mahal is not flexible enough. Well, also Shelton Benjamin's like an actual beast, right? So it I'm would just, be bad. You know, but like, I want to see Chad Gable and Seth Rollins, and Chad Gable just absolutely annihilate because he's Seth a wrestler. Rollins. Like, right. I, I love John Cena. Like, he's very good at what he does. I don't think he could actually beat that many people in a fight. I mean, he's huge. Probably not, yeah. He's huge, but, like, in the WWE, everybody's right. huge. Like, he could beat me in a fight, you know, or, like, oh, a normal yeah. person, obviously. But mm-hmm. there's just, it's it's such a waste, and it, it would just break so many characters, and... It, it, that's the biggest thing. It, would, it does way more harm than any good it could kill, You know, do. it killed Steve, Steve Williams' push. Yeah, it did. Couldn't do anything with that. You know, it's just, it was misguided from start to finish. But I think the worst part isn't that they did it. It's that they did it and then just tried to wash their hands of it. Like, they were embarrassed of being wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then they were embarrassed of... Not that they wrestling. Tr- that they tried. Yeah, exactly. So it's just just a mess from top to bottom. Like I said, I think, um, I think it's funny that this happened in the Attitude Era, which is like, for fans our age... You know, that was when they watched it and they were kids, so they always That was back what on all it. WWE fans like, look back yeah, on as the that's glory the gold, times. That's the golden era of but wrestling. But if you look back, and this is like, honestly, some of the weirdest things also happened yeah, in that era. Yeah, though. and this is one of them. And like I said, Jim Cornette said it's the worst, like the stupidest thing they've ever done. It, it could I, be, yeah. Honestly, I think it is because there's so many stupid things in wrestling, but none of them just went as wrong in as many different directions as this one did. Yep. So that's all I got for this week. Well, another solid one. Another entertaining story. Look, look up those highlights, because I, I can't do justice just how bad they were to watch. Um, shout out to Brian Zane at Wrestling With Regret. There's a great YouTube video about this where he kind of breaks it down and 
watches some of the matches that I didn't. But Man, that would have been a great name for the podcast too. Which too bad it was taken. Well, you know that's that is how that works. And there's another <laughs> um, there's another great article on Cracked.com about five times that wrestling actually got real, and mm-hmm. most of them were what you were talking about last week. And right. Some of them were about J- like JBL fighting the Blue Meanie, and here's yeah. what really happened: like people actually fighting. This mm-hmm. was number one on the list under the headline "WWE tries real fighting, proves wrestlers suck at it." <laughs> It was number one on the countdown. That's about like, right. Yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun stuff out there, though. Just look up the highlights. You don't have to oh, watch yeah. the full matches, except for the Butterbean match, the JBL match, because they're both <laughs> about a minute long. But it was a mess. It sounds like it. But yeah. Appreciate all you guys for listening. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. And leave any questions, comments, anything you want to let us know. If you have any show suggestions, please send them that way there. Always appreciate it to the people that have already reached out on Twitter. We really appreciate the kind of fan base we're starting to get, um, along with other wrestling podcasts, pages, and stuff. It's, it's fun. It's a good community. And uh, also, if you want, leave us a review on iTunes. We have a couple of reviews there already. So... Definitely go ahead and do that. It really helps. And you can, you know, as always, these drop every Monday, usually around 11 to noon, depending on when I can get them up. So make sure and look out for that next week. And we'll be back next week with a different topic. Don't know what that'll be yet. Oh, boy. It will be something good. We promise you that. So we'll talk to you guys next week.